thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This morning, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are called to be holy. You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. We're called to perfection. You shall be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Very difficult readings. Um, and it got me to thinking about a, a funny thing. It got me to be thinking about my struggle I've had this past couple months. I've had um, the unfortunate task of, of messing with the education system here at the church so much that I end up having to, to supplement our junior high and high school's uh, curriculum. I know people have been very patient with me, but uh, after a couple months, time is running out. And then I also had to figure out uh, a curriculum for Wednesday nights during Lent. I had to figure out something worthwhile for us to come together and take our time looking. Uh, and as you can imagine, there are thousands, thousands of offerings out there. There is a seat veritable sea of offerings of DVDs and lessons and curriculums and all these things for us to look at. Um, and I spent so much time looking at them because everyone that I would look at and investigate a little bit was not happy. Uh, they all, a majority of them seem to be the same. There seems to be this thread that runs through American Christianity. It's a sort of self-help thread, if you will. Your best life now. Be, it's all about self-fulfillment, being happy now, being all you can be now. All these things, all these things that involve our interior life and becoming happy. All these things that involve us feeling a sense of fulfillment, worth. All these kind of things that, that seem sort of therapeutic in nature. Um, and I, I'm having trouble digging through those because if you pay attention to the words in both the Old Testament this morning, the psalm, the epistle, St. Paul writes, or in the gospel, you find a, another and very different story. Um, and I got in trouble last time I did this, but I posit the thesis that I don't really think God cares how we feel about things. Um, and I say that um, with this caveat, that God's first and foremost priority is not how we feel, that we feel fulfilled, that we feel comfortable, that we feel happy. God this morning called us to holiness and to perfection. And if you look at the way he does so to the Israelites, you shall be holy for I, the Lord, your God, am holy. He doesn't say, well, we need to find things that make you feel good about yourself, that give you a sense of fulfillment, that give you a sense of place. Uh-uh. What does he do? Leave the grain to edge of your field. Leave the grapes from your harvest. Be generous with other people, especially the strangers. Be a person of your word, do not lie, do not slander, do not be abusive. Every single thing that the Lord tells the Israelites to do to be holy has nothing to do with themselves and everything to do with how they treat the other. Everything to do with how they treat other people. And I don't like that very much. I like the self-therapy <laughs> myself uh, where you don't involve with other people. But that's not what we're asked. Certainly not what God asks of the Israelites. To be kind and generous and forgiving. To be people of our word, people of honor. To be people of dignity. Even if it makes us feel bad. 
what we're to do. Now, going a bit farther this morning's gospel, that thread continues. Jesus said, you have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Now, that originally, if you can believe this, um, was put in place as a sense, uh, as, a, as a legal system of, of being fair and just. Um, and I have, there are two young boys in my life, I won't say who they are, but when they get together and play one in one corner and one in another, uh, sometimes accidents happen or, or things happen where uh, one, one of these boys might kick a car off the play area of the other one, and then the other one will destroy four hours of work in retribution. And so then chaos ensues. And so an eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth was not meant to be this harsh system of judgment where people plucked eyes, but it was meant to be fair. So, okay, you accidentally knock a car over, and that does not mean that, that you get to destroy the, you know, the entire work of the other. And so it's meant as a system of justice. But our Lord, in retribution, fair retribution. But our Lord takes that farther. There shall be no retribution at all. If someone wrongs you, turn the other cheek. If someone demands your coat, give them your cloak as well. So when we are wronged, our Lord calls us to perfection. We should seek no retribution at all. Not a fair or just retribution, but none at all. Now, that doesn't make you feel very good. There's no sense of self-fulfillment in that. There's pain in that. There's humility in that and all sorts of things. But that's what our Lord calls us to. The second, uh, you hear a verse in there where it says, if they ask you to walk one mile, go two. Now, when you look at that, you should, uh, it should come to your mind, Simon of Cyrene. Now, Simon of Cyrene was the man who was employed when Jesus fell, the Roman guard and compelled, if you will, Simon of Cyrene to carry the cross the rest of the way up to Golgotha, uh, to, to the hill of to the skull. Excuse me. Uh, and so, in that day, the Roman guard, the officials, could inscript you against your will or against your wishes to go to work for them, to help them with whatever tasks they needed. And so Jesus says, well, don't only go the one mile, but if somebody does that to you, if there's an oppressive, unfair uh, inscription of your service, if you're called on to do something unjust or unfair, do twice what was asked of you. Tw do twice what was asked of you. Do it willingly. So no retribution, and we're to go above and beyond what's asked of us, even if it is oppressive. That's another hard, hard thing. And then finally, Jesus says, you've heard it said to, to love your neighbor as yourself. But I tell you, love those who hate you, love your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you. Wow. You know, that's the hardest of them all, probably. We are to love our enemies. Now, it's easy to love our neighbor or people around us. But to love someone, to wish the best for someone who has done us wrong, to wish the best for someone who seeks our bad will who seeks our destruction that's hard and it doesn't make us feel good about ourselves loving our enemies and praying for those who wish us evil or who persecute us is a hard hard thing but that's how we become perfect and that's how we become whole and in that I will uh, make an amendment to, to my thesis in that we don't find immediate self-fulfillment, immediate happiness. But if you look at someone like Simon of Cyrene who carried the cross of our Lord, though he was compelled to do so, he did go the extra mile. And in so, he found God. In so, he became whole. We now remember him 
on the church's calendar at St. Cyrene. <coughs> he became a holy man because of his practice. St. Stephen, the first deacon of the church, as he was being stoned to death, prayed for those who held the rocks. And in that, we remember him fondly to this day as someone who was holy and attained the level of perfection this earth very few do. So brothers and sisters, let us take to heart that, that in the midst of a world and a sea that looks for instant gratification, that looks for fulfillment and happiness within ourselves, it is not found there. Holiness, perfection, is found in living in the messiness of lives with others, of praying for our enemies and those who oppress us, of going the extra mile, of being people of honor, of being generous, of being liberal with people. It comes in loving others and in finding forgiveness for others and ourselves. That is where happiness is found. That is where holiness is found. And that is where perfection is found. So if you ever stop and wonder, what's wrong with my life? What do I need to be doing? You need to stop looking to yourself and looking to the other. So let us pray this day as we enter and head toward Lent, that we may live holy lives. That we may be holy as the Lord our God is holy. That we may be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. And let us pray that we can see beyond ourselves and our own minds. <coughs> involved and be charitable and loving and giving to those whose lives surround us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.